It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're joined by Antonio Daniels, NBA veteran, to talk all things Thunder basketball, including the latest news around Chet Holmgren's injury coming out of OKC from the crossover event this weekend. Plus, we're going to dive into some of your questions regarding the Thunder this upcoming season and a whole lot more on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod and email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into your mailbag questions, but... First, we have to address Chet Holmgren's injury. If you did not see it, he was injured over the weekend at the crossover, an event in Seattle, a pro-am event put on by Jamal Crawford, uh, NBA veteran that was just star-studded. It had LeBron, it had Jason Tatum, it had Paulo Bencaro, and so many more NBA All-Stars, and the court was just kind of slippery, and and it resulted in Chet Holmgren being injured uh, in the event, in the game. And so we talked to Antonio Daniels about what happens next for the Thunder. So let's get to that right now. Joined by Antonio Daniels, 13-year NBA veteran, 1999 NBA champion, drafted in the top four, fourth overall by the Grizzlies, former Thunder pre- and post-game host, Antonio Daniels, AD. How you doing? I am blessed, Ryan. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Glad we can talk again. Glad you're back on the podcast. Now, obviously today the biggest story is yes. Chet Holmgren's injury there is concern that there's some ligament damage and we don't know the full extent of it, but kind of what was just your initial reaction to that news out of OKC? I'm going to tell you what's wild, Ryan. The other day on our Sirius XM show, me and my co-host got to talking about summer league and the pros and cons of playing in summer league. As a young player, I, I get it. You know, you want to go out there, you want to show, um, People who may not be that familiar with you, what you're about in a different setting. And one of the things that we discussed was this. We talked about the fact that if you are an organization like OKC, if you're an organization like the Orlando Magic with Paolo Bancaro, LeBron James, they all played in the the, um, crossover, and LeBron also played in the Drew League. As much as you want your players to go out there and perform and have fun in the summertime, this is always in the back of your mind. Right. You know, and 
this is unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for Thunder fans. It's unfortunate for the Thunder organization. Because the thing that we know, Ryan, feet ain't nothing to play with. Feet ain't nothing to play with. And again, we don't know the extent of Chet's injury, but you can think of Ben Simmons missing his entire rookie season. You can think of um, Zion Williamson this past year, missed the entire year. You can think of what it did to the careers of Bill Walton, Greg Oden, um, those, Yao Ming. And again, I am not saying that to this extent. Kevin Durant had this same issue where he broke his foot in, in OKC. And again, we don't know the extent of the injuries, but you hope that this young man gets healthy sooner rather than later because with this draft pick, I think like Sam Presti is known to do with Russell Westbrook, with Serge Ibaka, with Kevin Durant, with Steven Adams, with James Harden, I think he knocked this out the park with Jack, drafting Jet, Chet Holmgren. Now, I, I want to kind of discuss with you the what you mentioned there about playing in summer league, playing in the crossover and everything else. From a player perspective, kind of what's the difference in playing in that in that crossover event or LeBron in the Drew League? What's the difference in that event versus a private pickup run or a private session with your trainer? Kind of what are the inherent risks of that versus just a private pickup run with other NBA athletes? Well, I, I don't realistically – I think the biggest difference is the word private. It's the fact that when you go to the Drew League, when you go to the crossover, it's standing room only. When it's standing room only, you want to perform. You know, you're, you're, you're turned up a little bit. Privately, you know how this works. You know how this works. It's, it's human instinct and human nature to to want to perform and play a little bit harder when people are watching. You know, again, and, and I get the argument from someone out there that is saying, this can happen to anybody at any time, because that's true. You know, you think of guys like Clay Thompson. He got hurt working out. You different guys will get hurt working out. That, that's something, Zion, he got work hurt, hurting out, working out. You know what I mean? It happens. Um, it's just this unfortunate. It's unfortunate, you know, for, for Chet. And, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what bothers me about this, Ryan. Because in talking to people about Chet Holmgren, what they choose to focus on more than anything is his frame. So what this does is it makes people think they're right when they say, Oh, I told you his body couldn't hold up for an 82 game season. And he hasn't season hasn't even started yet. And the argument that I have made is. There were five guys last year whose body held up for an 82-game season. There were five guys who played in 82 games. So to say that Chet Holmgren's body won't hold up for an 82-game season, that's not saying much because in today's NBA, nobody's body holds up for an 82-game season. It's no longer a badge and honor to play in 82 games. You know, so I hate the fact that he is starting off his NBA career with a little bit of adversity. But what I've always been told, Ryan, is there's blessing that lies on the other side of adversity. And hopefully, of course, we don't know the timeline or timetable, but with this 7-1 center body, and you mentioned the foot injuries being a big deal, 
And you mentioned also needing him to get out there and playing and and wanting him out there playing, you know, whenever the season starts as as soon as you can and having that developmental time. But how do you balance that? How do you balance the whole, we don't want to mess with foot injuries with the seven, one guy, but also we don't want to miss out on possible developmental time from our seven, one rookie. Like how how do you balance those two things this year? The developmental time is not going anywhere. The most important thing now is him being fully healed. There's nothing more important than that. Because when he gets fully healed, the developmental time will still be there. The last thing you want for him as a player, for the organization of the OKC Thunder, and for the community and fan base, is for this to be something that's ongoing because you forced him back. So what you can expect from Sam Presti and the OKC Thunder is to take this slow. And I completely understand it. And I wouldn't fought him one bit because it's the right thing to do. You want to make sure this young man is 110% healthy before you put him back out there on the floor. Because the last thing you want to do is rush him back, and then he plays five or six games, and now he's back on the shelf again for another 20, 30 games. You know, so whatever it takes, the developmental time, the developmental process, the reps that he will get when he's healthy, those aren't going anywhere. Now, as a, as a teammate, as a player, whenever this news surfaces of one of your teammates getting hurt, what is that reaction like? What's that kind of just messaging like between your roster of, of guys whenever one, one of your teammates goes down? Well, you just reach out to them. You reach out to them. That, that, that's all you can do at this time because it didn't happen during the season where everybody's together and everybody's around. You know, I don't know what OKC's offseason uh, workout look like as far as the team is concerned. I don't know if all the guys are in OKC or not, but – The only thing that you can really do for him right now is just reach out for him. And for the time that he's actually out, make him still feel a part of everything that's going on. You know, I think that's one of the worst things that happens sometimes in injuries. Sometimes you can get injured and feel so far uh, removed from the team. And if I'm Chet Holmgren, I'm continuing to learn. You know, this is not a wasted opportunity. You learn two ways. You said it, right? You talk about the reps and the experience. You can also learn through vision. You can also learn guys' um, tendencies by watching basketball, even when you're not playing basketball, keeping your eyes on NBA lead pass during games, watching how you can implement yourself into that OKC Thunder offense or defense, because no one understands your skill set better than you know your skill set. So you can learn by playing and experiencing it, or you can also learn through vision. So, yes, this is not what Chet Holmgren hoped for, but he needs to find the blessing in this and still find a way to develop, if not physically, still mentally. Uh, you mentioned about, you know, there's only a handful of guys that play 82 games now nowadays in this modern NBA. Mm-hmm. And now we see the schedule come out and there's less travel per team than ever before. Is that going to raise the level of product that we see night in and night out as fans? I don't think so. It, it depends on what you mean. Because, I, I, you know, we've had different discussions about – because it's almost similar to baseball. You know, when you go somewhere, it's like, okay, let's stay there and knock out these two games and go back. You know what I don't like about that, though, Ryan, is let's hypothetically say the OKC Thunder go to, I don't know, L.A., and they play the Lakers, and they knock out the Lakers twice in a weekend. That team who OKC is in October won't be that same team in January or February. It will be, think about it. So early in the season, if I'm a Laker fan and I want to see Chet Holmgren play, I'm speaking hypothetically, and he's out, you don't come to L.A. again. 
You know what I mean? So now they're knocking some of these travel out, and I completely understand why. With everything that happened with the global pandemic, with COVID, I, I get it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just talking about the pros and cons of it. But a lot of times, that team that you see in early October or November is a completely different team that you see later on in the season. Last year in New Orleans, they started out 3-16. and 16. We know what the rest of the season looked like. They ended up making the playoffs and pushing Phoenix to six games. So that if you were able to see New Orleans in the beginning of the year, that scene that you saw at the end of the year, you're talking about two completely different basketball teams. So what I think you miss out on a lot of times traveling that way is getting an opportunity to see the developmental growth, especially of young basketball teams. In the schedule talk too, as a player, did you ever you know kind of have a preference on how your schedule started or, or was it just kind of all routine based and you didn't care about playing okay. contenders early? Because the Thunder started with the first 11 games. They play, you know, the Bucks twice. They play the Clippers twice. They play the Timberwolves twice. All these contenders so early. Kind of what does that do to the start of your season? Listen, Ron, I think that matters. Last year, I remember, I believe it was Golden State. They were in the middle of, in the first two, three weeks of the season, they had like an eight or nine game homestand. What that does is that gives you an opportunity to get off a great start to a great start and build confidence. But it can also work in the other way. You just talked about the fact that the OKC Thunder, they have Milwaukee twice and they're playing all these contenders. Imagine what that could do to the mental capacity of a young basketball team. You get off to a great start. You get off in your 6-0 or your 7-1. What that does for you guys collectively. Now, reverse it. You get off in your 1-8 and and your 1-9 because your schedule is you're playing all the top teams what that does to your confidence now moving forward. I am a firm believer that first 10 to 15 games and the way that schedule is structured, yes, that matters. Matters big time, especially to young basketball teams. Now, did, did you have a preference either or, or even notice whenever you were on national television because the Thunder make their first return to true you know, national prominence if they play on TNT one game this year. Did those TNT, ABC, ESPN games, NBC games kind of move the needle for you? So so I, I'm going to give you the politically correct answer. No, not at all. I had no idea. Yes, you know. Yes. So uh, let me tell you what you do, Ryan. On opening night, on opening night, on ring night and on opening night, count how many guys don't have a haircut. Everybody will have a fresh fade. Everybody have a fresh face. You know it's national TV. National TV means my mama watching, my cousin that's in another state, my grandparents, everybody else gets an opportunity to see you. Anybody, Ryan, who tells you they have no idea that it's on national TV and national TV games mean the same as all these other games, they're 100% lying to you. Hey, D, I appreciate the time I get you out on this. Training camp's coming up. What is just your favorite training camp memory or story you want to share? Um, well, I'll tell you what I, I loved about training camp, and I'll tell you what I disliked about training camp. What I loved about training camp, honestly, is it just, for me, is it signified another year in the NBA for me. That's what it meant for me. Like, man, I've been here for another year. So when you do, you know, 12, 13 training camps, like, that means something. What you hate the most about training camp is you come in with 20, 22 guys and then three days in, now you're down to 20. Five days in, now you're down to 17. You know, 
that weekend, now you're down to 15. So just coming in and constantly seeing guys that you thought were really cool, guys that you really got an opportunity to, to know and understand and meet their families, and they get waived and they have to, you know, go play somewhere else, overseas, G League, or whatever it may be. AD, I appreciate the time. We still love you here in OKC. Thank you. The love is mutual, brother. Thank you. Now let's say you're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. A few become too many, and an evening comes to an end. As people start to head out, you think you'll call for a ride, but then you say, nah, you live nearby, and you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even if so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still does not stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to stay and save lives. So, if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes a few minutes uh, and a mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So drive sober or get pulled over. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, you just heard from Antonio Daniels, an NBA veteran, NBA champion, of course, pre- and post-game host for the Thunder for a long time now, doing color commentary for the New Orleans Pelicans. And obviously he had great insight on what it's like as a player to be in that situation, to, to have someone go through an injury on your team uh, and, and kind of be in that spot. I, I just want to talk about the injury itself. Obviously this is not the news that anyone wanted or even expected. I mean, you look at that injury, you look at um, what happened to Chet Holmgren on video this weekend at the crossover it looked like he landed wrong. We all expected it to be just kind of an ankle sprain, an ankle injury, and nothing more, nothing less. So when it comes out today on Wednesday that Shams puts out from The Athletic uh, that it could be ligament damage, of course, that's when things go haywire a bit. Let's just take this piece by piece. Number one, do not let anyone tell you that this is because of Chet Holmgren's frame. This injury had nothing to do with him getting bullied or whatever the case is, or his frame. It's just a basketball injury. AD went over a lot of injuries, including Clay Thompson's. I mean, is it is it Clay Thompson's frame's fault that he hurt his knee? You know, Blake Griffin hurt his knee, didn't you know, did not play his true rookie season, came back the next year, won rookie of the year of since then, multi-time all-star, multi-time all-NBA, uh, and it's had a great career. You know, Zion mentioned it before with AD. He he was he had injury issues in year two. And throughout his career so far, Ben Simmons missed his rookie season. Greg Odom, of course, was plagued with injuries. And then, as he mentioned, KD, right here in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, broke his foot. We all saw that. We all lived it. But because it happened in year, you know, five or six or whenever it, it took place, 
and we had already seen the track record of him being an MVP level player, we just didn't let it sway our opinion of him or his frame or anything about Kevin Durant. And that's the bottom line. None of us are doctors. None of us truly know what we're talking about whenever it comes to injuries. Um, so someone asked me today, is this going to make Chet Holmgren injury prone? As a peek behind the curtain, I'll tell you what we're going to say in the media. If Chet Holmgren never gets hurt again, and this is his one injury of his whole career, it's going to be a footnote. It's going to be a footnote on his basketball card, and no one will bring it up again. If he gets hurt in three years, and even if it's a sprained pinky, people will say he's injury prone because of this injury, even though the two don't correlate whatsoever. We don't know if injuries are drawn back to previous injuries. Uh, doctors do, that the team does, Chet would, but as media, we wouldn't know. So anytime that a guy gets injured multiple times, even if they don't have anything to do with the other injury, we're going to say he's injury prone. That's the little secret behind that whole injury prone tag and, and the whole uh, issue with that tagline. Now, the whole should he have played at the crossover event, should he have played in, in this pro-am? Me personally, I get it. You know, it's frustrating and you want to look for somebody to blame. To me, there isn't always going to need to be someone to blame. There's going to always have to be someone to blame. The bottom line is sometimes guys can just get hurt. Like sometimes guys can just, uh, you know, get hurt in practice or a, a pickup run. It's not the Thunder's fault for letting him play. It's not Chet Holmgren's fault for wanting to play. It's just bad luck sometimes. There doesn't always have to be a scapegoat or a bad guy in, in any situation. It's just bad luck because LeBron James has played in two pro events. So has Paula Bencaro. They've been lucky enough not to get hurt. Should they have played on that slippery court? No. And that's why they stopped playing on it whenever Chet Holmgren got hurt. But, but guess who else made the decision to play on it? LeBron James, the best player in the world. Paula Bencaro and a guy just in the same shoes as Chet Holmgren. So I'm not going to bash the player or the team for allowing this to happen because who, you know, it, there's just no reason to. Like, the, the other players did it as well. It's not, it's not like, any more inherent of a risk than practice or a private run. Sure, as AD mentioned, you might be wanting to show out more and try more and kind of exploding more than you would in, in, a, in a pickup game or a practice. But at the end of the day, this could have happened any time. And I don't blame his want to play basketball on him. That's what these guys do. It's what these guys want to do. You can talk about the structure of the event, the environment, the moist floor, the, the slippery floor. Talk about all that stuff. But th- there doesn't need to be an inherent blame on Chet Holmgren or the team. Because believe it or not, people have tried to spin this in two ways that are anti-Thunder. The whole frame issue for Chet Holmgren and then the whole tanking narrative, oh, who cares? It's, the team wants to tank anyway. They kind of sent him out there to tank. That, that's, that's ridiculous. Now, to that point, the Thunder will not and should not Rush him back. And guess what, folks? If the Thunder found the way to get Chet Holmgren while this team was projected to win a title, they still wouldn't rush him back because you're not going to trade eight more years of Chet Holmgren for this year of Chet Holmgren. You're not going to risk an eight-year run for you know 20 games instead of zero or 30 games instead of 20 or 50 games instead of 45. You're, not, you're just not going to do that. The trade-off is not worth it. So the Thunder should and will long play this. It could be he doesn't play until November. It could be he doesn't play at all. Like Who knows whenever he plays? Who knows when he'll make his debut? But that is not the concern to me. That is not the focus to me. The focus to me is getting Chet Holmgren healthy. And if it takes a year, 
and it takes a year, but you don't want to put any extra stressors on his body. Forget about the frame. Forget about the easy narrative of, you know, his, his slender frame. I don't care how much a seven, one person weighs or, or what their frame looks like. If they're seven, one, you don't want to mess with foot injuries. You just don't, you don't want to push your luck. So coming up, let's talk about your reactions to the Chet's injury and some questions that you have. But first, I want to tell you right now, our good friends over at betonline.net. It is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every sport, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all of your live betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered this year. BetOnline is where the game starts. And folks, if you're like me and you only want to bet on basketball, you feel like that's your best shot to win some money, you can bet on basketball right now. And you might be saying, how? How can I bet on basketball right now? Well, they've got future bets out right now. And you can take them up on their offers with Everything under the sun. Not only can you bet on opening night games already, which right now the Thunder are plus nine and a half against the Timberwolves on opening night, but you can bet on things like team regular season win totals and over-unders. The over-under projection for your Oklahoma City Thunder right now sits at over-under 26 games. Are they going to win over 26 games or under? You can bet on all that stuff at BetOnline where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Now, I'm not sure when he'll return to the floor, Chet Holmgren, from this injury. I'm not sure uh, if it'll be this season, if it'll be November, December, January, whenever it'll be, post-All-Star break, pre-All-Star break, whatever the case is. But as AD said, there's more than just playing to get reps. I thought that was a really good insight. Chet Holmgren is a basketball junkie, self-proclaimed basketball junkie. Stays up till 3 a.m. watching basketball. Those mental reps and envisioning himself in what the Thunder want to do, learning the Thunder offense, learning the Thunder defense, learning that terminology, those are all things that can get him ahead of the curve by the time he can actually step, up, step on the floor physically and play a physical basketball game. So, like, those things still matter. And I really like the point that he made about, you know, making somebody feel attached and making somebody feel part of the organization. And I believe the Thunder do a very good job of this. And my evidence for that is not just blind homerism. It's the fact that last year, how many times did we see the Thunder send somebody down to the blue and then immediately call them back up with no intentions of playing them in that game that night? But they... But, but Mark said, word for word, I just want them to be here and feel a part of this team still, even though they went and played with a G League team. It's about keeping them engaged and keeping them together and keeping them within the Thunder environment. 
So I think that the Thunder will do a great job of that with Chet Holmgren. And, and, and the Thunder will do a great job rallying around him also as a team and helping him develop and grow uh, whenever he can't play. And hopefully we'll get to see him play this year. I was really looking forward to it. I know that all of you were really looking forward to it, but we've seen this sort of thing happen before. Uh, in terms of the win-loss projection, obviously that number, that 26 number, is going to change dramatically once we get clarification on how many games or how few games, whichever the case is, that Chet Holmgren will miss. But let me know your opinion on this news from Sham Sharania of The Athletic. Let me know what your initial reaction was to the news, how you're feeling about Chet Holmgren right now and the Thunder, and how much does your kind of interest in this season change based on this news? Because... On, on lottery night, when the Thunder got the second overall pick, I felt like the buzz was at a, a peak. It was the highest it's been since the bubble and, and, and the highest it's been since before that. You know, I, th- I thought that the, that the buzz was back in OKC, that the basketball fever was back in OKC. Does that change now with this injury? And who do you want to see step up? Is it just the fact of, hey, now it's going to be a starting five of SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, JRE, and Darius Baisley? Like, or you want to see maybe Jalen Williams step up or, 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 or any of these young pieces. Kind of what is your next course of action or questions regarding this Thunder team now as we look forward? Let me know that down below. We're going to have an entire mailbag episode on tomorrow's show and then also another show on Friday talking about the schedule and some poll questions that I put out there for you guys. So get your questions in on Twitter. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.